Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you guys are having an absolutely wonderful day today. And uh, what's interesting, I want to kind of bring this up, a problem that I'm starting to see now and occurring, and I've, I've said this repeatedly, and we're starting to see it happen. I called it out over Thanksgiving where you saw Fauci and a lot of the other clowns come out and say, basically, to cancel your Thanksgiving plans. What's interesting about this is now, and I said this a month ago, and I figured this was going to happen, the WHO now just came out, the World Health Organization, warned Tuesday that there is too much at stake now to celebrate Christmas this year, and they're recommending the fastest way for people to get back to normal is to cancel their Christmas events. Now, this absolutely, as you all well know, has nothing to do with safety. It has nothing to do with health and has nothing to do with protection. If they actually were concerned about safety and health and protection, they would not be forcing people to get experimental drugs inside the hospital, such as remdesivir, and refusing them long-term research drugs like uh, ivermectin. They would also be encouraging people to use vitamin C and D3 and natural other immune enhancers that help your body naturally recover. So those facts right there, we know there's nothing about health and safety. What this is about is this is about deleting culture, this is about removing history, and this is about bringing in a new younger generation that does not have the memories or heritage or Christian background or culture, and it brings in a new world order response. The only reason you tell people that they have to cancel Christmas is because you want to get rid of Christmas. It has nothing to do with safety or protecting people or stopping the spread. This entire lie that we've been told now for the last two years about this pandemic being all about our safety and health, it's interesting to me about it because they've continually told everybody, well, you get free shots, free boosters for everybody. Now Israel just came out, and they are now saying that the fourth booster shot is required in Israel now, fourth booster. And it'll keep happening. I told you, just keep going. The, the fifth one will be probably the beginning of the summer. It'll be around June or July. They'll be saying there's a fifth booster now that's going to be required, and they're probably going to have a sixth booster by the end of the year. Now, I told you guys yesterday the detailed aspect of why there's this constant occultic symbolism in everything. Every six months you need a booster. Stay six feet apart. The 666 days between the COVID beginning with the World Health Organization January 30th pandemic and the Omicron variant being basically talked about November 26th. This is not by accident at all. Now you're seeing them want to talk about cancel Christmas globally. Now, one thing, honestly, that's also strange is the who has not previously issued a global decree to cancer any other religious holidays, such as the Muslims Eid or the Hindus Diwali, as a result of coronavirus. Just think about that for a second. I also haven't heard anything about Jewish religions being canceled. Nothing. The one main one that they are absolutely bent on anybody celebrating this year is Christmas. Hmm. Think that's coincidence? Absolutely not. Now they're making it so egregious to try to do anything over in the German markets and the malls. This is insane now. I saw this article earlier, and they said shopping malls and the markets in Germany are now using a system of coded wristbands for COVID-compliant shoppers and guests. Under the current 2G regulations, only people who have received experimental COVID injections are allowed inside most indoor businesses. Testing negative for COVID is no longer an option to access non-essential retail spaces where these mandates are in effect. Now, the screening is being conducted at the entrance of large marketplaces, and compliance guests are showing their vaccine passport and are being issued bracelets 
for them to be able to enter the shop. The spokesperson at the Mall of Berlin information desk explains to the Czech media that security guards, security guards compare the health data of visitors against their personal identification. So you got to show your ID along with your vaccine passport and have it verified. If everything matches, the shopper receives a bracelet on their wrist at the entrance to the store they want to enter. Customers no longer have to resubmit their documents and vaccine certificate. They can shop freely. Just show your bracelet. And apparently the bracelets now basically have different colors and different names printed on them from different stores and also a QR code so they can make sure that it's a legitimate bracelet and it's not one that somebody made up in their basement. And then you got to kind of take a step back and look at this and go, exactly what I said yesterday. Nobody's able to buy or sell unless they simply have a bracelet on their wrist now that's approved by the security guards at the entry point of a store after you show them your medical records. Are we really going down this road again, Germany? I mean, did we not learn anything from this? Are we really going to comply? And sadly enough, I've watched some videos and photos and a lot of the stores and a lot of the markets over there. It's very legit. There's people in line all the way around the corner waiting to show their passports so they can get their bracelets, so they can go shopping. And this is the state of affairs that we're currently seeing. So when you start having individuals from the WHO not talk about canceling Muslim holidays or Hindu holidays or Jewish holidays, but all of a sudden Christmas needs to be canceled immediately for your protection and your safety. I don't remember the last time I ever asked the World Health Organization for advice. I don't recall the last time I ever asked them for any type of information, nor do I ever admit showing them any type of respect as an authoritative figure. Zero. They're the World Health Organization. They don't do anything in my book as far as what they need to do. They're simply there's another globalist entity to promote the new world order. They've handled, if this was even a true pandemic, they've handled about as poorly as it can get. Now, it's interesting about this to take it a step further and to confirm every single thing I have said for the last two years about these asinine muzzles that everybody still wears on their face. The doctor, I actually have never agreed with until this one comment she's finally said, Dr. Leanne Wynn, who's on CNN all the time. She's their main CNN medical analyst who always comes up with some hardcore rhetoric. Well, she now is coming out and saying what everybody knew, that cloth face mask and the blue face mask provide zero protection against COVID. Appearing Monday, she discussed how Omicron will impact the Christmas gatherings and how everybody needs to use caution. So it was more fear porn about the whole thing but what she said right in the middle this is what's so funny she goes i want to make sure that wearing your mate wearing your mask is not enough even though it's outdoors you need to make sure you're vaccinated she went on to caution that the only type of surgical masks that need to be worn are n95s or three-ply surgical masks because cloth masks do not work she goes on to say and i quote if there are people around you a N95 or three-ply surgical mask is required, not a basic cloth mask. Cloth masks are little more than facial decorations, and there's no place for them. So wear a high-quality three-ply surgical mask such as N95. Now, I can ask the question five different ways, but I'll just make it this point. 99% of the people you see walking around, what are they walking around with? stupid little blue mask on their face or their own little homemade mask that they wear around their chin the whole time simply to make compliance. 
If people are wearing the mask simply to maintain compliance and they're not even wearing the proper mask and they're telling you the masks don't work and they're telling you that basically they're completely useless, why in the world are you wearing it just to comply? The blue masks are completely useless. She's blatantly saying that, and I've said that from the very beginning. They say right on the side of the box, these do not protect you against COVID-19 or any virus whatsoever. So again, this is more propaganda they put out with a little sprinkle of truth in the middle to try to give everybody a heads up and saying you need to be more terrified. You need to wear an N95 anywhere you're around any people at all. Again, to stoke more fear, to smoke, stoke more dissension, and to cause more people to be terrified to simply s- celebrate and be around family and enjoy the Christmas season because they do not want people celebrating Christmas. And that is what a base premise comes down to. Remember when you could go to Costco and you could go to Sam's completely just unrestricted, but they shut down churches? Remember that? Remember the church over in Louisiana? They had pastor basically getting outside in front of the church, standing outside, and people were pulling up in their cars and listening to the pastor on their radio like a drive-in pastor, not even rolling down their windows, sitting there in their cars in the parking lot. And law enforcement came up and started fining everybody for an un- or illegal gathering in the parking lot. Anybody remember that? Oh, no, everybody's got short-term memory loss. We forgot about all that, what they did to us at the beginning of covid You can't go to church. Oh, when you go to church, now you have to wear a mask, and you can't sing while you're in church. You must wear your muzzle at all times. Oh, well, if you're going to Sam's, that's fine. You just do whatever you want. Sam's, you just pile in shoulder to shoulders, no restrictions. You go to Sam's, Costco, Amazon, don't worry about any of that. But no, you go to church, you can't sing. You can't, 25% capacity, can't go in unless you're wearing a mask. Everybody forget about all that. That's what they're continually doing and bringing up again, and they're pushing it further and further and further, just like they do. Then they take a step back, let everybody breathe for a second, then they drive forward again, going further past their last point. Then they take a step back, let everybody breathe again, then drive forward harder again. This is what they've done the entire time, and it's an unbelievably effective war tactic, and they're doing it to the best of their ability from a propaganda tactic now. You have to see what's going on. You have to realize what they're doing, and then you have to address it. What do you think, Dad? Well, Austin, this basically Hegelian dialectic over and over and over again, problem, action, solution, problem, action, solution, problem, action, solution. And you're right. It's basically put together through through a guy by the name of Hegel many, many, many years ago. And it's the same protocol that works with human beings and has been shown to work in laboratory settings over and over again. You're going to give them the problem. You're going to give them the action. You're going to give them the solution. That would be the masks and the vaccine. And this is what they've done to us now, and they program us like a bunch of lab rats. And they continue to do this. And, and let, me, let me share something with you guys. This is really important. You know, these different variants that they're putting out, whether it's Omicron or Delta or whatever it is, uh, you know, we don't really know what these things are. All we know is they bite, they go back through the population and they cycle through, and people start getting sick. Now, in a viral load, what happens in the body as it, infiltrates the cell structure it goes from like 2 to 4 to 8 to 16 to 32 to 64 and it goes in what's called a geometric or you know basically it can be an exponential growth in which what ends up happening is the body's overwhelmed the cells are overwhelmed you start having the lungs fill with fluid from a cytokine storm with the macrophages incapable of handling the load and sending up you know cytokines and what ends up happening in the long run is you end up getting very 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 sick 
and then you end up going to the hospital. And then what they do when you get to the hospital, especially if you've got a comorbidity, if you've got a high probability of dying because they give you the, <laughs> the remdesivir, which we now are finding out was basically a George Soros, Bill Gates creation. And now we're finding out that these people are all conspiring and working together, surprise, surprise, to reduce the population of the planet. And remdesivir is one of the primary kill solutions that they have. And I've seen it over and over and over again. And, and what it, the thing that bothers me more than anything else is the complete lack of caring about people that have these diseases, okay? Let me, let me give you an example. You know, a, a few weeks ago I came to the U. I told you about a friend of mine that we had given him the ACF and brought him a bunch of supplements, and I personally delivered the stuff to him because he was so sick with COVID. I mean, he was really, really ill. And, you know, he had called his family up to come by. It was like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night to pick up some supplements from us. I was going to meet him at the office, open everything up, and nobody would go. Nobody would get in their car and drive 10 miles. And he's a good friend, one of my best friends. So I got up and left, and Sharon and I went over there and brought him what he needed because we felt awful for him. And then I was speaking to his wife, and I basically told her, I said, I can't believe that you know he's asked everybody to come to us, and nobody would do it, and I'm here at 9 o'clock at night. And she just laughed. That was funny. Joke. It's a joke. It's a big joke. Well, guess what? She now has it, and it's not a joke. And now she's like deathly ill, and you know, and she hasn't been taking any supplements, any kind of regularity, and now she's really sick. And suddenly, it's not a joke to her anymore. So, she actually, he called me this morning, asked me to speak to his wife, and she's like, sounds like she's on death's door, bless her heart. And I said to her, I said, oh, and I, I, said, I hate to do it because I kind of, I wasn't being mean, but I said to her, I said, now you understand why I brought your husband the stuff the other night when nobody would help him or try to come to his aid. And she completely ignored the comment. This thing is very, very real, despite protein intrusion into the body. And we've got to understand that. And if we don't, what what we end up doing is basically uh, sacrificing ourselves on this Kabbalist altar of COVID or spike protein or whatever you want to call it, and you can die from it. And, and, you know, and we need to understand what this is. This is a bioweapon. You know, I had a, you know, my, my buddy Mancow last summer, I came down with this mess. And, uh, you know, in, but I never missed the show. You guys remember, I sounded like James Earl Jones, you know, I said, you know, whatever. And, you know, or Barry White, I joked about it, but I never missed the show. And I went right through the shows, never felt that bad, just had, felt like I'd swallowed a bunch of razor blades. And I told you guys, I said, you know, I'll be fine. And four days later, I was, you know, pretty good again. By the fifth day, I was pretty good again. My voice was getting back to normal, and I was fine. But I loaded up on supplements. I took care of myself. I eat clean. I stay off the sugar. I stay off the coffee. I stay off alcohol. I do all the things that I know to do on a regular basis. But this thing is a bioweapon, and we, and we need to understand something. You know, Dr. Francis Boyle from Harvard, he's a Ph.D., Harvard professor, you know, he did a show a few years ago. And he talked about the Biological Weapons Anti-Terrorism Act that he helped write back in 1989 and how it made it illegal for labs in the United States to work on bioweapons because of that act, punishable by life in prison and death in some cases if you're involved in killing people with it. So what happened, these labs, they moved to Africa to circumvent the laws in the United States. They moved to Guyana, and they opened up a BSL-4, a Biosafety Level 4 laboratory. They went to Liberia, to Monrovia, 
and they opened another lab. They went to Sierra Leone in Canada, and they opened another lab because these countries were not party to the bioweapons treaty. And this is bio, biological warfare work. And the CDC and Tulane University have been involved and have been in Africa working in these laboratories since 1988. We got we to gotta get this through our head. This is not a joke. It's real. Now, whatever the heck they is, whatever the heck it is, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a nightmare. And, and we've got to realize that these things are genetically modified with a gain of function uptake. And I, and I told Sharon this morning, I said, it's like taking a paragraph of instructions, you know, that you look at and you read on how to perform a laboratory experiment. And what you do is you, when you have the end of one period, you add in SARS, severe acute respiratory virus. Then at the end of the next period, you add in AIDS, HIV, period. And you splice these things into the genome, creating gain of function. So now the paragraph, instead of being five sentences long, is eight sentences long of genetic coding into this viral load. So you basically get this information put into your body with this thing replicating in your system, and it makes you unbelievably weak and very unbelievably sick because it is a bioweapon. And then if that doesn't kill you because of the gain of function, they put you in the hospital, throw you on remdesivir, which is causes kidney failure within five days, a cascading organ failure within 10 days, then on a ventilator, and you die anyhow. Especially if you got comorbidities like you're obese or have high blood pressure or, you know, diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease, cancer, then you die anyhow. And then just to make it, like, even better, they insert in the vaccine a another sentence into the paragraph of instructions in the vaccine – telling your body to down-regulate its own immune system so you can't fight it. So you basically allow cancer to take over in your body. Glioblastomas, all the other types of cancer, ovarian cancer, lung cancer, brain cancer. Also, they start popping up everywhere because now your body's being told not to fight it anymore because if it were to fight it, it would stop the reproduction of the spike proteins in the cells. It'd say, no, this isn't supposed to be here. we got to get rid of it. So they have to depress your immune system. This is a bioweapon. This is what they're doing. And the kill shot is as bad as the viral load. And, and what happens when this thing goes into this genetic coding, this 2, 4, 8, 16, when it starts doing that, it's usually the introduction of a new one or something modified in that new one with another sentence added to it. And what it does, it spreads very, 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 very quickly. You'll see it. You see the Delta run through the population. You see the Omicron run through the population. You see the original run through the population. And then what they do, they keep releasing these different variants, which may be very close to the same original product, but with a little more of a twist to it. So the immune system that you developed with antibodies doesn't work anymore. That's what I think they're doing. Because, I mean, I've had this stuff a couple times now. So is Austin. And, you know, we've got really good immune systems and we take supplements. Well, if, if we had had the same thing been introduced again, our body would have taken care of it. That's what I think they're doing to it because this is the best way to get pop, get the population to be compliant on wearing the masks. And remember, the N95 masks are almost impossible to breathe through. You're going to really, really, really cause severe acidosis in your system, elevated carbon dioxide levels, massive reduction of O2 levels by breathing yeah. through these things, and you're going to have a massive increase in bacterial pneumonia. And your body does not have the ability, if you have the shot, to fight off the bacterial pneumonia because your immune system has been downregulated. Everybody needs to see what's going on. And then you need to take a look at what's going on also with what's happening with these 
people now that basically aren't there anymore who used to work and do different jobs, and you put a help wanted sign up, and there's nobody applying anymore. But yet 30% of the small businesses are supposedly out of business now, which many of them are, including restaurants, and 60% of black businesses from black folks, African-Americans, are out of business now because of the shutdowns that Donald Trump did. But yet, where are all the employees you're supposed to have? I personally believe, and I can't verify it because there's really no way to do it, is that there's a much higher kill rate going on right now, and that's why it's so impossible, it seems, to find people who want to work, including the 65 million people that are addicted to opiates every single year in the United States with the hundreds of thousands dying over the past few years from the opiate addiction and overdosing and fentanyl. They're doing all of this stuff because they control the media and they control science. They don't have to tell you what they're doing. And they use the – I'm going to say some stuff I shouldn't say, but I'm going to say it. The U.S. Agency for National Development, all right, that's the USAID. Go to their website. They tell you how they're there to keep prevent countries from backsliding, you know, as far as democracy. They are a CIA front agency. I don't like to call them out like that, but that's what they are. And we need to understand that this group – of this U.S. Agency for National Development has been working through the CIA in Sierra Leone developing bioweapons. In fact, Sierra Leone got so mad they shut down the Kinema Laboratory, accusing them of basically working with the CIA and trying to start pandemics, including Ebola. Oh, yeah. So I'm calling them out today for who they are. And we need to realize this same CIA front group works with Fort Detrick and the CDC. They're all together in the same little alphabet group that basically is being controlled by the international banking cartels and being controlled by the Sabbatan Kabbalist Luciferians who run the world. This is who's doing all this crap, and we got to understand that. This group is completely out of the books because of the Exchange Stability Fund, which seems to be the only – I'm the only person who ever talks about that – that was developed in 1933 that was funded by the gold that doggone Franklin Delano Roosevelt seized. And it was this group that runs the black ops and the off-book balance sheets that doesn't have to go through Congress through the Exchange Stability Fund, which is running all the dope out of Afghanistan and now the fentanyl from around the world. Yeah, that's the same people. So we got to get this. But, of course, nobody ever wants to talk about these guys. And, and quite frankly, it's kind of dangerous to talk about them. I really don't want to talk about them either. But the thing about it is, is that that's what's happening right now. But they're all being controlled through the international bankers. And that's why we talk about that this is not a battle of flesh and blood. And you say, well, gosh, this is crazy, Ted. You've never covered this stuff before. I know I haven't talked about a lot of this stuff in depth like this because I don't really want to get involved with a lot of this stuff with the CIA and other things. Last night I had a young kid come over, 18 years old, and he's a military intelligence. We just went in the military. And I asked him, I said, how woke is the Army? He said, woke. He said, there are so many gays in the Army. And if you say something about a gay, you're called out. You're sent in front of administration. If you say it a couple times, they throw you out. That's how woke it is. And I said, well, what about the abilities to fire weapons? He said, oh, we very rarely ever fire weapons. Listen to this. I said, well, have you ever fired a fifty caliber? Oh, no, we got to carry them, but we couldn't shoot them because the people that are in the military now are so incompetent that they've never fired weapons, most of them, and they don't want them killing people by using live rounds, so we don't use even flanks. We just walk around with the guns. What kind of <laughs> crap is that? <laughs> he told me this last night, Austin, and I said, this is insane. 
I said, what happens if the Chinese or the Russians decide to come in with a military presence in the United States with our militaries? Oh, we're completely unprepared. He said, we don't use live rounds. It's too dangerous. But we have transgender surgery available for everybody if they want it. And we have gays everywhere, but they can't even shoulder a 50 caliber Barrett because they're not strong enough. They're too weak, and they're given passes as far as what needs to be done. And we don't use M16s anymore because they don't have adjustable stock lengths on them. We use fully automatic AR-15s, but we're not allowed to shoot the ones that are fully automatic. We can only do single shots. And I'm like, what the H-E double sticks happened to our military? What happened to the boys that went on to Normandy Beach and Omaha Beach and did all this stuff? Back in the 40s with the Germans and all the other things. Where'd they go? Well, they've been woke. They've been basically told they can be a boy or a girl. They've been given hormone therapy. The United States, as we know it, guys, it, it doesn't exist anymore. And, and I had a top physician send me a text yesterday, and I like this lady. She's smart. And she said the real crisis is the inability to think independently the unwillingness to dig into the data, the refusal to debate in good faith, the deferral to experts, the disregard for individual rights and the embrace of mobbing and allowing emotions to define what is real. And I said to her, I said, those are all true statements. And I said, but I disagree with is it as far as being the real crisis. The real crisis is the erosion of Christianity. Everything else is precipitated from this tragedy. And this is where we find ourselves right now. Until we go back to Jesus, who's the author, the finisher, the perfecter of our faith, who delivered us from the evil one, who fought his, gave his life on Calvary, we're not going to fix this mess. But they've taken Christ out with the Masonic lodges and with all of this woke mentality with preachers being gay and preachers being transgender and preachers being so transgender and so weird and so gay, they leave the pulpit and start their own porn site. Oh, my gosh, it's nauseating. Why? Because the true relationship that we need to have with Jesus hasn't been promoted from the pulpit anymore. It's turned into a bunch of name it, claim it, blab it, grab it weirdos. They don't pre preach repentance. And I've talked about this so many times. And guys, listen to me. There's a real, real, real problem right now with what's happening in the United States. And what's happening, you know, with everybody's immune systems. Remember Dr. LeBeau, when she was meeting with Jesse Ventura on his show, you know, conspiracy theory 10 years ago. You guys can look it up. Now, I don't care for Jesse Ventura because of what he did and some of the people that he slammed on a show. But we got to realize that this thing is very, very, very real. And there's certain things that we need to do and certain things and certain supplements that we need to take that if we don't, we're going to really, really compromise our immune systems. And there are several. I'm going to give you a list. I, I don't usually do this, but I'm actually going to give you a list, and I'll have Sharon actually post this on the uh, the uh, St. Brower site. But but we have to remember we need to be taking N-acetylcysteine, NAC. I can't I cannot urge you enough on that one. And again, we I told you last week we we're going to have to restrict how many you could buy. You guys responded and started. You know, some of you, some of you guys. I told you, you guys are smart. You're buying case lots. Now we're down to three. We can't do it because we can't get it anymore. you got to take the NAC. It's so very, very, very important. In addition to that, you can use green tea. Green tea is a great one. Plus D3K2. I'm going to give you this list right now. D3K2, vitamin C, NAC, ivermectin if you can get it, black seed oil, quercetin, zinc, 
magnesium brain food and also magnesium glutamate, both of those, turmeric. Those are the key things that you need to have in inventory and be taking on a regular basis if you want to stay healthy with this mess. Just quite frankly, I can't be any more direct than that with you guys. You have to take certain supplements. Now, if you don't want to do it, then okay, don't. But guys, listen to me. It's a bioweapon with gain of function out of Wuhan that was built at Fort Detrick. They got in trouble with it because of the biological weapons treaty that I just told you about from 1989. They went, whoops, we got busted. But we got to take it offshore now. That's what Fauci did. He funded the gain of function in Wuhan where they added another sentence to the doggone instructions to these viral loads. And they keep adding additional sentences and twisting it and torquing it and twisting it and torquing it until they reach their stated goal of 500 million people on the planet. Because whoever the planetary overlords are who are ruling things, this would be the Kabbalist Luciferians answering to their off-world entity Lucifer. You want to call them an alien? Do it. Do you want to call them an Anunnaki? Do it. It doesn't make any difference. That's what's running the planet. And if we don't get it, it doesn't make any sense. It's through the ancient Canaanite religions that I, that I seem to be the only person that talks about. These people have been doing this for thousands and thousands of years. They did it in the Garden of Eden, guys. Lucifer shows up as a snake, as <laughs> a reptile, and deceives Eve and Adam. And it all went cascading downhill from there. It's not like they haven't been around for a bit. They've been around for a long, long time. And then the fallen angels, these other aliens, whatever you want to call them, came down to the planet and started corrupting the human genome and breeding and doing experiments. It's like we're a giant petri dish that everybody wants to come in and stick their thumb in and see what they can do to us. It's horrible. That's why Jesus Christ came to deliver us from the evil one. you got to remember that. And without Christ, we have no hope. It's all through Jesus. Gosh, guys, listen to me. If you don't hear anything else that I say, get right with Christ. Get right with Jesus because these guys aren't stopping this time. They've shut down the entire economic world engine because they want to bring in their new world order. And, guys, we've got to stand. When all else fails, you got to do what it says in Ephesians. you got to put on the armor of God, and you've got to stand. Stand your ground is what the word of God says, and we've got to stand there. Tell you to put on masks? So, no, nah, I don't think so. you got to have an armband? No, nah, I don't think so. you got to go, no, nah, I don't think so. How about I don't buy anything from you guys? How about I don't go to the Christmas markets in Germany? How about I don't do that? What do you think, Austin? Oh, absolutely. There's a lot of companies and businesses still that are actually true, hardworking companies that want to support their customers. There's still a lot of them that won't go along with this. Even in New York, I've heard there's numerous businesses now that are even dealing with fines because they refuse to check people's injection status. That's why I've encouraged people. Those businesses, local businesses, true businesses that are actually about their customers. Because think about this for a second. How much do you really want to go support a company that greets you with security guards at the front door and asks you for your medical records before you're allowed to go in and give them money. Just think about that for a second. Just let that sink in. In order for you to go in their store and give them your money, they treat you with a security guard who asks you for your medical records. Is that okay with anybody? It's not okay with me. I mean, I'll be honest with that. that that's not, I'm not even remotely okay with that at all. I have no interest in patronizing a store. I told you guys that last time. I went into rooms to go. And this happened in numerous businesses. I came in. Giant store. you got to think. Everybody's been in rooms to go. Giant place. Giant warehouse, pretty much. With furniture everywhere. I'm like the only person in the store with Lana. 
Guy walks up, he goes up, so you need to put a mask on. I go sit, I plop down on the couch. I'm like, I like this couch. I think I want to buy it. Well, you have to put a mask on. I said, I'm not wearing a mask. Can we, can we buy something? All of a sudden, manager comes over to me with a box of masks, shoves them towards me, but he's like five feet away from me, holds them out. Sir, you need to put on a mask immediately. I said, no. I said, I'm trying to buy something, dude. I said, the only, only person in the store. The masks are about as useless as a wet paper bag. What are we doing? The, sir, if you're not going to put on a mask, I'm after you to leave. I said, you can ask me to leave. I'm the only person in the store right now. You guys obviously are hemorrhaging cash. Nobody's here. You have to put on a mask now. How about I just don't give you my money? Pulled out my wallet. I said, I was going to buy something today. I said, but obviously that's not going to happen. I remember the sales guys had this pitiful look on his face. You could tell he's just like, oh, my gosh. Like I'm working off sales over here, and I got this Gestapo manager that refuses to let anybody shop without a mask on. And I'm like, okay. I said, you will never see my footstep foot in this store again. So we'll never do it. I will never give you my money again. If you're going to treat me with such brazen disrespect, then a healthy, grown individual that's not coughing, not sneezing, not sick, walks in and you're telling me to put a muzzle on like a dog, I'll never come back here again. Goodbye. And I've had that conversation and that altercation probably about a dozen times down here. No, absolutely not. I'm not going to comply with it because all it is is pure theater. Or ask yourself the million-dollar question. This is what I've encouraged people to ask. Just ask. Are you wearing the mask because you truly believe it's going to protect you and everybody else around you by wearing a little single-ply blue mask around your chin? Or are you simply wearing the mask because you were told to wear the mask and you're following orders? Just throw that out there. That's what you got to ask yourself from a true, concrete, rational thought perspective. Am I doing it because I want to do it because I truly think it's what I need to do, which that's fine. If you're wearing it because you truly believe you running around in an N95 fully sealed up around your face with waterproof goggles on is the safest bet, which, by the way, you keep a, you wear a true N95 sucked up on your face so you have no airflow around the seals and you wear waterproof goggles, by all means, yes, you will probably reduce your viral exposure if you get exposed to somebody with COVID. Now, as Dad said, you do that six, seven, eight, nine hours a day, you're going to massively increase significant health problems in your body, especially if you keep it on long term, not just going along with the aspect of reduced oxygen. He went into detail and all that. That's a serious problem when you start doing that, especially because N95s, you can't breathe for, for nothing. They're designed as a, like a work mask or a surgical mask when you're doing something. you got to remember, when doctors are in surgeries, they're doing surgeries, they got straight oxygen being pumped into that room as well. Not to mention they also take breaks, and they also do it on short stints. They don't sit there and do it for a surgery over and over and over and over and over again for eight, nine, ten-hour stints back to back to back. This, and they also get paid very well. They're telling you to do this on your own accord, at your own consent, to walk around and wear a mask in your own home with your family because it's for your safety, remember. Guys, understand what they're doing to everybody. At the same time now, Breitbart just put out an article, an analysis from the Border Patrol, are now saying that the administration is on pace to bring in at least 2 million illegal aliens from the southern border into the United States and this year alone they said right now according to the analysis 1.92 million border crossers have made their way into the united states and are being allowed to stay here as far as for the foreseeable future because remember what they do when they bring them in now they don't arrest them or like send them back 
they basically allegedly detain them, and then they basically hand them like a ticket with a court appearance date. Oh, by the way, um, welcome to the United States. You're not legally supposed to be here, but we're too woke to do anything about it. So here's your court papers. Uh, you have to show up in El Paso Courthouse on January 22nd on 2025. And if you don't make that court appearance, then they're going to say that you are basically have a, a warrant out for you, even though we don't actually know who you are because you have no ID and no driver's license and no birth date. Um, so, yeah, enjoy yourself here. Uh, if you need to apply for anything, you can go to the DMV. You can also go down to health services, human services. Feel free to apply for anything you need, uh, free housing, free food, free any of that. You'll still get that while you're here. And, uh, yeah, continue to enjoy yourself here. Welcome to the United States. And, and don't forget to vote. Don't forget to vote. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> here's your voter ID card, my friend, and make sure you uh, vote as many times as you can because uh, they're not going to check your ID because you can go to each precinct as many times as you want. So don't, don't worry about that. Continue to vote. Here's your house. Do your thing. And this makes sense now why I saw BlackRock and I saw these reports that BlackRock was going in and hitting up these developers who are just starting to buy these places and develop them to build two, three, four hundred houses in a subdivision. And Black, BlackRock would come in with a cash offer and say, hey, by the way, we're going to give you – we're going to make you an offer, you know, $25 million for all these houses. And the developer goes, well, geez, I mean I was probably going to sell them. I could probably get about $20, 25000000 million if I you know, pre-sold all of them and built them all. BlackRock goes, don't, 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 don't even worry about pre-selling all of them. We'll buy the entire bid contract on the entire development. You, you finish it. You trim it out. You get the house together, we'll handle everything on the back end, we'll cut you a check for $25 million. This is literally what they've been doing. And developer, which any normal developer is going to go, <laughs> uh, yeah, deal, where's the contract at? Bet money. <laughs> I'm about to recoup all my cost and my profit, and I haven't even built a house yet. And I don't even have to deal with selling the houses. <laughs> Done deal. They did this all over the country, and I heard primarily a lot of this down here in Florida now, the more that I've researched it. This is why they're doing it. They're subsidizing basically low-income individuals in mid-areas, houses that are three, four $400,000 houses, in places that don't really need to have this level of influx of growth, but they're bringing these people in in order to crush the entire population and culture of these areas, and they're subsidizing these houses, just like the one I told you, it's right down the subdivision now, that nobody can explain to me how nobody goes to work there. Everybody's outside every single day. Any time of the day you go out, there's kids everywhere, families everywhere, not a single individual out there except for Hispanic families, which again, I have nothing wrong with that. But I'm wondering how everybody's affording these four, or $500,000 houses, and nobody works, and nobody speaks English, and nobody leaves their house. I'm just Kind of just wondering that's an anomaly I've never witnessed because I've always worked and I'm always gone. I'm always doing stuff, and I don't understand how you afford these houses and don't go anywhere and don't work. I mean, what, is it a giant Hispanic Bitcoin community? I guess you could throw that out there, but, I mean, that seems a bit much when you're dealing with a subdivision with hundreds and hundreds of houses. No, nah, I don't know. Seems to me like another BlackRock compound they've built up again. They're doing this all over the country. Why? Well, the Border Patrol just told you we've had 2 million people that have come to the United States from the southern border alone that are going to be here now. Guys, this isn't including from the Muslim countries, from Afghanistan and Syria and all those countries that people are still coming over here from there. They've already said, what, over 100, 120,000 Afghans are being resettled here? Remember, Syria was much higher than that. This is happening all over the country over and over and over again. And remember, this is to completely undermine the American culture, because if you got somebody from Afghanistan, not that I have anything against somebody from Afghanistan at all, there's probably a lot of good people over there, a lot of them. 
But when you bring them here, they have no idea about American culture, American norms, American history, American heritage, American holidays. They don't know anything about that. Their aspect, I wouldn't know the same thing. I go to Afghanistan, I don't know anything about their culture and norms over there. Like, oh, I don't even speak your language. Well, same thing happens when they, happen, they come here. And it's ironic. Nobody that's coming here illegally or being transferred here from other countries or flying over here from Afghanistan, not one of them is being required to get the injection. Isn't that funny? Not one single person that's applying for welfare or food stamps or WIC or government subsidies is being required to get the injection in order to get those free subsidies. Isn't that funny? Isn't that just a ha-ha hoot riot? But yet they're telling everybody else, you don't get the shot. You basically are not going to have a job. You're not going to be able to function. You're not going to be able to live in society. Think about what they're telling everybody. And now you've got the World Health Organization telling us we can't have Christmas here in the United States. We need to cancel Christmas. No, guys. Look at what they're telling you underneath the sentence, underneath the paper, behind the scenes. They're telling us they want to remove the entire way of American heritage. Like Dad just said, guys in the Army now, they're not even requiring basically to call with rifles. Not even having riflemen sections now. I mean, I, I guess there's probably still some some factors. You know, as far as an infantry, you got to learn how to operate. But as far as that vast majority of just standard army personnel, I guess they're not even really making them to call on all the weapons platforms. Back when I knew all my guys in the army, it didn't matter if you were infantry or you basically were in recruiting. You had full weapons training on all the weapons platforms. You learned how to operate them. You may not have been extremely proficient. But you knew how to load an M2 Browning. You knew how to operate and load an M249 Saul. You knew how to operate an M16. Not that you basically use it on a regular basis, but you at least knew the basic operating platform of it. This is embarrassing. And again, like I said, it's to undermine the culture and undermine the military and undermine the entire United States way because the only way to create a new world order is to bring the United States to the ground and rebuild the entire world as a new one-world government. The United States is still that lighthouse, that beacon of light on the hill. That's why so many people look to it, and that's why I've told everybody, so goes the United States, so goes the freedom for the rest of the world, and that's why it is so crucial. This isn't about just not taking a shot because you don't want to take a shot or just complying with it because you're not sure. This has nothing to do with that anymore. This is for the very freedom and future of this country. If anybody at any point in time now has the right to tell you what you can have injected into your body, that also means they have the right to tell you what you can't have for your body, meaning supplements. That also means that you no longer have a right to say no about what goes in your body, which means you no longer have a right to say no about anything that is done to your body. When you consent to this and you give in to somebody telling you that you have to take an injection because it's for your protection, you no longer have yourself. You no longer have freedom. You no longer have rights. You are now a de facto slave. That is a simple fact. You have to understand that, and that's exactly why they're trying to get people to consent and comply with this injection. It has nothing to do with health and safety, quite the opposite. So continue to get the truth news and freedom out there and remind people we are still Americans and we do not have to submit to tyranny. We do not have to comply with tyrannical measures and we do not have to listen to somebody just because they simply tell you you have to do it because I said so. That is completely and totally opposite of American history and culture, Dad. What do you think? Well, I really like what you said about not understanding another country's culture. I really do because we don't. 
And when they come to this country and they're brought in and they don't realize that they, they're not supposed to just sit around the house and, and basically lay around all day and play in the front yard and throw trash out. I mean, they don't understand that's, that's what they're supposed to do because they were given a house, they were given money and they're kind of like, Oh my gosh, we won the lottery. This is crazy. We don't have to do anything. They give us an old car to drive. We basically have a free car phone, cell phone. We have a free house to live in. We don't have to work. We got money coming in. This is nuts. This is wonderful. Right? Don't understand the culture. They don't understand free enterprise. They understand socialism. Let me give you an example. Years ago, we went to Greece. I went to, took my youngest son, Harrison, over there. It's like five years ago now. I think it was 2017. We could still travel internationally. It was really kind of nice before the death virus hit the planet and lockdowns happened. And I remember we went to an island of Mykonos. We went to Santorini and we went to Mykonos, two different islands in the Greek archipelago. And I remember we were on Mykonos and we were walking around and we were seeing everything and there was a church there. As an old, as an old church, you tell it was four or five hundred years old. When you go to Europe, you'll notice a lot of the structures are thousand year olds, thousand year old churches, thousand year old cathedrals, thousand year old churches, five hundred year old churches, five hundred year old buildings. And there was a string, basically a cord hanging outside that was attached to the bell. But there was no sign on it. It was just a bell to ring up in the steeple. And I thought, how cool is this? And I thought, how interesting. And so Sharon was with me, and Sharon says to me, Ted, ring the bell. I'm like, well, I don't know if I'm supposed to ring the bell or not. Sharon, goes, no, no, go ahead, just ring it. I want to hear it ring. It's a little quaint little, little community. It was very nice. It was a little area that where the chapel was set out with a little courtyard in front of it. And so I, I walked up to it, and I pulled the string. And one time I made a light ding, and I said, oh, that's pretty. And immediately it appeared like the guy from Mr. Deeds, you know, from the movie The Butler. Instantly somebody's standing beside me. What are you doing? And I'm like, I, I rang the bell. No! It's like a 911 alarm here. i whoa. Oh, there was no sign on it. You should know the culture before you do this. And he proceeded to chew me out. And he kept chewing me out. I apologized. And so he walked down the street chewing me out. Finally, I turned around after he'd walked about 100 feet with me. I looked at him. I said, this isn't working for me anymore. I understand. I've apologized to you multiple times that I wasn't supposed to ding the bell. There was no sign. You need to leave me alone. I won't do it again, or you and I are going to have a problem. And he looked at me kind of funny, like, wow, this, this is an American with a spine. And he quit. He quit chasing me down the street. And that's the thing that Austin's talking about. You know, I should have rung the bell. I didn't know that. I didn't know the culture. I didn't know. The problem is there's not a how-to guidebook, and you, when you go over to Europe and say, don't pull the string on the bell. Got it. That's something you learn that becomes a tacit knowledge base. After you're in a culture for a while, you start to understand there's certain values and responsibilities that you have as an American. There's certain values and responsibilities that you have living on the island of Mykonos. And, and so it goes with the world. And see, we see the complete cultural degradation of Europe by bringing in all these people from Africa, sub-Saharan Africa, Somalia with these 60 IQs, destroying the population of Europe forcing them to make, take care of them. You know, Gaddafi told us in Libya, if you take me out of power, you're going to have a massive immigration into Europe. And they knew that. Hillary Clinton knew that. That's one of the reasons they took Gaddafi out. Libya was one of the most, how should I say, affluent societies, countries in the world under Gaddafi. Now, was he a nice guy? No. Was he a nightmare? Yeah, absolutely, yes. But we just like to take people out of office so we can do what we want to do. Like they said with that organization I told you about earlier on the show, we want to prevent the backsliding of democracies through the CIA. <laughs> you know, it's what, it's what we do. We've overthrown over 60 countries now. We complain that other people do this to us, that, they, that the other people are involved in it. And the United States is the worst. And that's why the whole world – you go to Europe. A few years ago, I was in Switzerland. 
I was walking down the street in a little tiny town with a couple hundred people called Gimmelweid up in the Alps. And there was a guy named Ollie there, and he has a bed and breakfast. And he started talking to me about the problems of America. And he was pretty down on the United States and the United States citizenry. And finally, I looked at him, I kind of laughed, and I said, dude, you need to chill out. We're not all like that. I agree with you. We got a problem, but so do you. You know, you got a Rothschild controlled central bank here also. So does China. So does Russia. They're the ones you got to be mad at. They're the ones who are pulling the strings. He kind of looked at me kind of funny and didn't know what to say. But suddenly he found an American who was awake because he thought I was going to just sit there and get fussed at because I was an American citizen traveling in Gimmelwald, which, by the way, if you ever get a chance to go to Switzerland, Gimmelwald is pretty cool. They have fresh organic cheese right from the cow or, you know, nothing's pasteurized, homogenized. Little bitty town in the Alps. I mean, it's stunningly beautiful. And so, you know, here's the thing. Learn the culture. And I'm saying to the people that are being brought into the United States by the millions. And they're saying 1.52 million people coming into the U.S. today, this, this year. I don't believe that. I believe it's much, much higher. It's probably 10 million coming in because I know what's happening here locally and how they took a subdivision just in my town and built 200 homes that are already sold and filled with people who don't work. I saw this in the past 12 months. That's my community here, Auburndale. What happens all the other little Auburndales all over the country right now? Where are they all? Are they all having these areas that are being built up? This is millions and millions and millions of people coming in as they continue to inflate our dollar, inflate our currency, and destroy us on the world stand. As we have this unbelievable pathological senile liar Biden saying that almost all of COVID victims in America were unvaccinated. That's a complete and total lie. Some of the statistics are showing that 80 to 90 percent of the people coming down with COVID being put in the hospital and being killed with remdesivir are vaccinated. But we can't talk about that, can we? I mean, he's so corrupt or so senile or just a pathological liar that he just says stuff like this. But then again, Donald Trump's telling everybody to take the kill shot and was so happy that Biden gave him credit for the kill shot last night as he continues to promote the kill shot with Bill O'Reilly. I talked about that yesterday in depth on the show. Donald Trump is either completely senile or a pathological liar or completely sold out to the banking interests of the Rothschild banking cartels who bought him out of bankruptcy in 89 with Wilbur Ross when he worked for Rothschild Inc. All of this stuff that I talk about on the show, you can see it. The problem is if you don't know the backstory of why they're doing it, it's so confusing. Why would Biden say that? Doesn't he know why would Trump say that? Doesn't he know? Of course Biden knows. Of course Trump knows. They're pathological liars allowing you to watch the circus clown show so you don't see what's really going on with 5G technology. So you don't see what's going on with geoengineering. So you don't see what's going on with all of the stuff they're doing to us to continue the enslavement of mankind. They keep the soap opera going so you're entertained so you can say, wow, I hate Donald Trump. Wow, I hate Joe Biden. Well, how about, wow, I'm a political agnostic. I don't believe anything any of them say at that level. The only one we've got doing anything right now, and I don't know what the heck they've got on DeSantis, is DeSantis. He's doing pretty doggone good here in the United States. He seems to be the only person in government in a high possession position right now that is actually fighting this new world order. I don't know. I hope he's real. I really do. Gosh, guys, I love you. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful holiday season. I really do. You guys are awesome. We'll be back live again with you tomorrow. I appreciate you. Remember, stay frosty. Stay alert to what's going on. Take your vitamins. Eat clean. 
I love you. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yes, and also, too, I saw this now. I guess, you know, when one lockdown doesn't work and two lockdowns doesn't work and three shots doesn't work and another lockdown doesn't work, I guess the most obvious thing you should do when there's another viral outbreak, allegedly, alleged viral outbreak, the next obvious thing you should do is I guess you should do another lockdown and another shot, right? <laughs> That's, that apparently seems the logical thing you should keep doing. The same thing that doesn't work, keep doing it over and over again and expect different results. Oh, that's right. That's basically essentially the definition of insanity. Well, Portugal now has announced a new slew of post-Christmas COVID restrictions. They're now saying that all Christmas parties must be canceled, mandate for all employees to work from home. All bars and businesses are being closed except basically for essential businesses, so to speak, is what they refer to more like um, uh, supermarkets. Even though here's, – here's the part. Here's the funny part. Portugal has almost a 90% fully vaccinated rate in their country. 87% of the populace, according to the government, if you believe their numbers, has been fully injected. But now they're saying, well, guess what? We're going to have to, everybody's going to have to get the booster shot now to be fully injected, and we're going to have to do a full lockdown and close everything down now for Christmas. That's everything. Now, what they're saying now is we're not sure because people are going to be limited to 10 people gathering now. Alcohol consumption will be banned outright, and we're going to make sure everything is safe again. Does anybody else not get the irony here of doing the same thing over and over again? I don't know. Maybe it's just me, and I kind of look at things differently, but it's so crazy to me how so many different countries where people have just been so compliant out of fear, and they don't want to say anything, and they don't want to resist anything, and they don't want to push back on anything. They simply go, okay, that's it. Because that's the vast majority of people are doing. So if the group, if the herd is doing that, well, then, you know, it's fine. I'm, I'm just going to go along with it then. That's what the group is doing. It's like the old adage. If everybody else is jumping off a bridge onto their death, would you do it? Well, the majority of people go, no. But then all of a sudden you get around 30, 40, 50 people, and everybody says, this is a great idea. We found out now it's so far down that we actually don't die and we hit it's so far down, nobody even knows when the other person gets to the bottom, so we don't even we can't even hear them. They're, they're so safe down there. So we're all just going to keep jumping off the bridge. And a lot of people keep jumping off the bridge if they got convinced enough, even to their death. It's what we're watching now. People just following the next guy off the bridge because simply, why? Well, I don't want to have any problems. I don't want to feel ostracized. I don't want to be made fun of. I don't want to be that guy. Listen, my friends, there always has to be that bad guy. There always has to be that person that somebody can point their finger at and say, hey, look at him. I'm doing the right thing because he's the bad guy. Everybody look and point and laugh at him. He's the bad guy. I'm the good guy because I'm doing what everybody else is doing. Guys, sometimes at the end of the day, when all the smoke clears, you realize the bad guy wasn't really just the bad guy. He was actually the right guy. And he was the one that was standing up and saying, no, I'm not going to fall along with it. And simply groupthink called him the bad guy because he didn't agree and follow what everybody else was doing. Sometimes being the bad guy is the only way to go. Just be it throwing that out there. I've dealt with it many, many times for years now. I'm the one in the room, at the meeting, at the store, at the restaurant, and everybody looks at me and points their finger at me and say, that's the bad guy. Well, you can call me the bad guy all you want if it makes you feel better about yourself. If it makes you feel less guilty about following the trend of everybody else and not using your own brain and using deductive reasoning and logic skills to make your own decision and just parroting what other people say, that's fine. You can say that to me. But at the end of the day, when it clears, 
I'm going to show you that I stood for what I believed in, and I stood by my convictions, and most of the time, I'm pretty right about those. Now, I'm not saying I'm right all the time. I'm not saying I'm being arrogant. What I'm saying is I do a lot of research. I know a lot of people. So does Dad. And I try to stay very well-versed on a lot of different topics from an unbiased standpoint in most cases. I try to look at stuff from an open standpoint. But when I see it's BS and I know it's BS, I'll straight up call it for what it is. Because it doesn't take much research to call out what they're doing now. It's so far in the open, and it's so far hypocritical, you can't even take it anymore without just hysterically laughing at it and going, okay, this is what they're doing. So again, thank you, my friends, for supporting us at Health Masters. Thank you for forwarding our show, getting the information out there. You guys voted in it one, the zinc glycinate which is going to be going on sale here shortly after the show, the zinc glycinate on sale on the website. Be sure to check it out and start to see what you want to vote for later on. Along with that, the joint rebuilding formula, the Dave Hodges kit, all that's back on the website, the popular joint rebuilding formula kit that we have, healthmasters.com. Thank you again, my friends, for the support. Y'all stay strong, stay sharp. I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.